You're listening to the Who's Driving Your Car podcast, episode 33. Hello and welcome to the Who's Driving Your Car podcast, where we discuss not only who or what might be driving your life, but also the great views and experiences along the way. Do you drive in the fast lane like my wife, or do you feel like you're stuck in first gear? You only get one life to live, and it can be either a total wreck or a beautiful cruise into the sunset. We are three friends that have collectively experienced almost anything that could possibly happen in this crazy world, and we'll be discussing our personal reflections and experiences so hopefully you can avoid running out of gas and truly enjoy the wind blowing in your hair. So hop on in with us for a little road trip called life, and let's discuss who's driving your car. Aye! What's up, casters? Thanks for joining us today. On today's topic, we will be discussing facing your fears and or obstacles in your life, which this is actually a Craig idea today, so pretty excited to hear what we got, Craig. Way to go, CC. Your little fear. You know, I think it's something that everybody in this world faces on a daily basis, so let's talk about it and see if we can help each other uh, tackle this one. Yeah, man, we will be discussing things like uh, what are we scared of in life, letting fear control our lives, and our other things that may control our lives, uh, times the guys have faced fears in their lives and how they've overcome them, the true meaning behind fear and the voices in our head, and then we'll pitch in a few tools at the end for overcoming fear. Sounds awesome. Yeah. <laughs> John, I know, Craig, I'm impressed hey. we all have notes today. Look at this. I know. Can you believe it? Let's do this. Coming out hot. I I've think got it was... notes. I've got my phone open ready. I'm, I'm, I'm overprepared, I think. Yeah, you have two lemonades. I mean, it's happening. I've already drank one of them. I might have to take a bathroom timeout. <laughs> First off, I want to say thank you for all the people who are out there uh, sending in comments, reviews, all of those types of things. We really appreciate it. We love hearing the input. Uh, and it helps spread the word with people who may be looking for something that uh, you have heard on the podcast. So if we say something in an episode or a topic touches you or may be important to someone else in your life, just forward it on to them and uh, see if they like it. Don't be fearful. <laughs> Put yourself out there a little bit. Put yourself out yeah. there. Yeah. Holla, 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 holla. <laughs> Yeah, I would second that. Um, we do appreciate all the feedback we've been getting. Um, our community here of, of listeners is starting to grow, and so we are very thankful and appreciative of that. And without further ado, we're going to flip it over to CC here for the Would You Rather this week. Dun, 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 dun. All right, guys, Would You Rather. So in the spirit of our theme today on fear, I uh, God, there's so many good ones we could go with, but we're going to try this. And I'm going to see who jumps on it first. It's not too crazy, but it's something, you know, goes with fear. Would you rather let a spider walk across your face or let a rat walk across your face? What kind of spider? Hmm. Let's go with something really good like a, like a, like a tarantula maybe. Ah, that's what I was thinking mm. actually when you said that. Okay. Well, uh, I'm going to jump in first because I just want everyone to know out there, look how much quicker I am than Hot Dog. Elite athlete and everything and just jumped right in, beat him to the punch. The way I see it is, those who are first shall be last. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if that comes off the same with the self-proclaimed elite athleticism, but anyway. 
Uh, I would, uh, I don't think either one of those would really bother me too much. Um, I would probably say I will go with a rat because my wife is really scared of um, spiders. So if a spider touched me on the face, she might probably use that as an excuse to stay away from me for a while. So <laughs> I'm going to go with the rat. Hmm. What you thinking, Matt? Imagine you're sleeping at night, and it's going to happen at some point. Oh, so I'm waking up to this, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just ra- I just Dang, changed. Man, I got that bit. rat right by face. Matt, <laughs> Matt got an extra. Oh, yeah. you going to get in the rat race? <laughs> I would actually also take the rat. Um, I feel like there's a little more known there. Spider thing. It's a little more of the unknown for me. But then again, I could just face my fears, jump off, and deal with the spider. Spiders, I'm not uber concerned with them in general but i think i would take the rat because they seem pretty harmless to me yeah i guess i'd take the rat as well the little tickling legs of the spider would just be kind of trippy now if i made it like a black widow that might change things um as well or if the rat was hungry and your face was covered in peanut butter <laughs> or what if the rat was carrying some type of disease the rat could be carrying some type of disease but um i know a lot of people's fears it's just funny like those those simple fears of Creepy crawlies. I don't know. That was on my mind. Yeah, it makes me think of that old show, Fear Factor. Fear Factor, yes. Yeah, they used to have things like That's that. True. And I think they spiders did a lot would be involved stuff. in that stuff. Yeah, yeah. they yeah. did have a lot of that. A lot of the most common things that are um, fearful for most people. I think they've included every one of them to the extreme. Surprised <laughs> I've seen that, John? Um, Not a movie, so. Well, Joe Rogan was the host for a while, so. <laughs> he sure was. <laughs> <laughs> and now he's podcasting. <laughs> oh, that was pretty good. Uh, Pretty good one there, CC. Awesome. All right, guys. Let's hop on into the topic. Maybe, since Craig came up with the idea today, Uh-oh. we're going to throw it to him. Holy cow. To see what direction you want ahead of the many things we discussed early on, Craig. The breakdowns on, on the different things that we're going to delve into today. But what comes to your mind with this, buddy? Well, let's... You know, I was thinking about this. And since I'm going to... In the medical field, I'm going to kind of start off with a little medical background. You know, there's a part of your brain called the amygdala. And it's these little almond-shaped clusters that are just inside the temporal lobe of your brain. And that's the part of our brain that is supposed to be responsible for this fight-or-flight um, response we have to fear. And, you know, when you look at how that was important in the primitive years, like the cavemen and our ancestors, when they were on the land surviving by hunting and avoiding being hunted, uh, that was a very important um, part of the brain because it kept you alive. And so at that point in civilization that part of the brain was basically there to protect you and your loved ones and you know make sure you weren't killed and so over time if we as we have evolved um, that part of the brain is still alive and well but we're not out there trying to avoid being hunted or or or, you know for the most part a lot of people in this world still do have to face a lot of uh, um, trials and tribulations that could (laughs) their life is at stake but and and also you know hot dog is young and single he might be out there being hunted right now he by the could ladies. Be <laughs> Matt might use his amygdala yeah, a little different than right. we do. <laughs> Sorry. So I think it's just funny, you know, when you think about uh, all of the anxieties and uh, a lot of things in society now, like um, post-traumatic stress and insomnia and just all the, you know, that, that feeling you get whenever you're, say, walking in the dark in some creepy place and it's your heart's pounding or if you're going up that roller coaster and it tick 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 that is true you know that that emotion that heart wrenching sweaty palm tunnel vision sensation 
in today's civilization, it, it basically shows up in simple situations. You know, when you talk about giving speeches in front of people or mm -hmm. having to talk to that person or having to make that decision, and we get the same physiologic response in our bodies that our ancestors did when they had a lion kind of creeping up on them. And so that's be, it's going to be fun to talk about how do we overcome that, the physiology of that response and, uh, and appreciate it for what it is and hopefully help get a little control over that fear. Yeah, and I, I'm interested to hear how John got over the control of being behind the mic. I know that he was, you know, you talked about being a little nervous talking in front of people. That was John when we started the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. No, those are great points, Greg. And, um, you know, I think that goes on with a lot of people uh, in today's society that just have anxiety or, and have to take anxiety medication that – that system that you discussed is just not working properly. It's overactive. So they have those um, same type of sensations that initially were maybe life-saving uh, protective mechanism, but now going awry in today's society, um, it causes a lot of problems. You know, people have panic attacks, have to go to the hospital, or just generally have a overactive response to something that isn't really a life-threatening situation and that was how that was originally used that was pretty neat yeah i cool. think that's pretty awesome and I, I the medical side of that's a little beyond hot dog here but i will say that um the mind is a really powerful thing and um mm -hmm. it does amaze me something as simple when i go hunting craig what you were talking about oh okay. he's on the prowl now yeah, oh yes <laughs> tell us some of these stories from the hunting grounds <laughs> Not those stories for you, John. Oh. Um, you already know most of those stories, unfortunately. But uh, truly, like on a simple form, when I would go hunting, you know, got a little, good little walk into a deer stand or duck blind or something like that, and you're out there by yourself. It's like the not being able to see beyond what's right in front of your face there. It is so interesting. My heart, even still to this day, some will race a little bit. Oh, what's going on? You'll hear a noise, something like that. And then it's daylight comes, boom. You, you have none of those sensational feelings anymore you're like golly what just happened it's so interesting how something simple from that to you know people who are out there you know medically you know fighting for their lives or serving our country something like that what i would consider a real tangible fear right in front of you the same little mechanisms come about in both instances yeah it's like there's this perceived harm that's going to happen you know whether that is being in an unknown place with unknown things hiding around the corner or even simple things like having to do a task and you're hesitant because you're fearful of, uh, am I going to do it right? If there's a person going to criticize me for the way I do it, or is society going to criticize me for the way I do it? So like you're trying to protect yourself in a different way, you know, and back then you, you had that perceived harm as being physical harm, but today it might just be sort of an emotional harm or perceived, even though at the end of the day, it never is as bad as it, we always anticipate it's going to be, but you know, getting over that, that anxiety absolutely and i think when you boil it down there's points in our lives every day there's probably something that brings fear to us that we're concerned of what someone may think about us what someone may say you know really on a kind of funny but somewhat serious note when we started this podcast i, I was a little fearful of what john would say and or do <laughs> so was i <laughs> still never know really <laughs> well um you know i started looking and wanted to see what the most common fears were out there in society. So I looked up, um, they had a survey of people and I found this in the Washington post. Um, I'm just going to go down the list of things that were the most common things that people were afraid of. Number one, CC touched on a little bit was uh, public speaking. Number two was heights. Um, uh, three was bugs, snakes, other animals. 
drowning, uh, fear of blood or needles, claustrophobia, flying, fear of strangers. Uh, I think hot dog has a little problem with that. Um, <clears throat> zombies. Some people were scared of zombies. Oh, the zombies, man. <laughs> uh, shout out to the Korean zombie. Um, also fear of darkness, clowns, and the last one on the list was ghosts. <laughs> clowns, yeah, that is on there too. Uh, you know what's interesting? I think that's not on the list, but I think if we all look deep within, I think something that a lot of people are afraid of is being themselves. Ah, uh, yeah. Like truly being yourself. That's and awesome. or, before you can be yourself, figuring out who you are, so being in touch with like who you really are. Spending time with like trying to figure out who God made you to be, how you are to be, and then you might figure out, man, this is how I am, but you try, we all, to some degree, try to act a certain way to fit within society because fear, fear of what someone would think. So I think that something that is all a fear for everybody is the fear to actually be yourself. What y'all think about that? No, I agree, and it touches on uh, a point of a book that I'm reading right now by um, Tyler Smith. I don't know if you've heard of it. Uh, He'll be coming on the podcast next week, Um, so we're doing a little research on him, and that was one of the things that he talked about is uh, he had a time in his life where he was, um, you know, doing a lot in the church and singing and doing those types of things, and he had an opportunity to uh, sing a song in front of his whole school, and uh, he ended up shying away from that opportunity and didn't um, share the Christian song that his family and some of the other people had suggested that he do because he wasn't comfortable, uh, sharing that part of his life with everybody that he encounters, um, at school in his normal setting, he was comfortable doing it in a church setting where he felt that was appropriate. Um, so it's interesting. Yeah, and I, I would personally say, just a personal side on this, it's something that I've dealt with in my own life. We all have started to see my fly abilities here. <laughs> that when I was... In, fly happiness, baby. <laughs> when I was, seriously, when I went all the way up through college, I was very like, I wouldn't say jocks, probably not the best way to put it, but living more that lifestyle, like an athletic lifestyle, thought all oh, the way I dressed or the way I looked was right in with some of my people. But as I've gotten older and been a little more t- in touch with myself... I've come out of the box a little more and more with some of my goofy side, I guess, that I have, nerdy side, fly happening side that I really probably, I didn't show that much when I was younger. So you didn't wear tight pants when you were younger? Is that what you're saying? Don't wear tight pants now. <laughs> <laughs> you ever see that tight pants skit? Uh, oh, yeah. I got my tight pants on. Yeah. Tight pants. Is that Saturday Night Live? Saturday Night Live? Yeah. Yes. That's awesome. Yes. <laughs> It's just like that, but I don't think I've seen him wear white pants yet. I don't have any white pants. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's awesome. That it's uh, like becoming your true self. I know I'm sure we'll get into that when we talk about examples and tools. But one time someone had said, you know, usually if there's something that you're afraid of, then that means you should do it, right? Like that sort of lingering, you know, taking that leap of faith. Usually that's your internal uh, voice saying, no, you got to do this. Yeah, absolutely. You know, for me, you know, you made a joke about me being uncomfortable about being on the microphone, but whenever I, I was homeschooled, so whenever I went to um, public school, freshman year in high school, I was enrolled in a speech class, and one of the things that our teacher told us initially was, you're going to have to do a 10-minute speech, blah, 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 and I was like, man, this class is a lot bigger than what I'm used to at home, 
I need to get out of here. I don't want to do a 10 minute speech. So that was something that I was uncomfortable with. And I ended up, I think I switched to a fine art class or something. I got out of the class. Dude, you peaced out. I got out of the class. You pulled a Tyler. (laughs) I got out of the class and took another one. Um, And that's something that I wasn't comfortable with. I really don't like getting up and speaking in front of huge audiences uh, now either, but um, I'm definitely more comfortable doing those things. I'm with you, man. That's always been one of mine. I, I did speech classes, but at the same time, they were small groups. And even to this day, it's, I think everybody would say that's somewhat anxiety provoking, um, you know, getting in front of a large group to talk of peers. And, um, you know, it, it's funny because I've had to do it on a few occasions and it's, it, it's, it's fine when you do it, you know, mm-hmm. it's overcoming that fear to get up there. And I know that's a lot of people out there that try to, um, uh, teach you how to address those fears and those anxieties. Um, but you, Matt, you give a lot of talks. Yeah, I mean, I talk a fair amount. Uh, I've given a few presentations in my time. I, he, he talks a fair amount. Our job kind of kind of requires that too. But I, I do, I want to talk along. That was a good point you made, Craig. And I had written down, to be successful, you have to do the things you are most afraid of. So it kind of goes right uh, along with what you're saying. And I do think, to a certain degree, having fear or nerves about something, whatever it is, I've always been taught or believed that it means you care. Mm-hmm. But... At the same time, you have to be willing to do something with it. You have to be willing to jump off the diving board. Craig, modest over here, gave a speech, I believe it was, up in Boston, right? Yeah. Yeah, yep, we were talking yep. about that last weekend over at your house, and uh, I'm sure you probably had a few nerves, etc. but it was something that sure. once you did it, you felt good on the other side, and that just meant you cared about what the people were going to hear, how you were going to come across, what you were going to say, doing a good job, etc. Right, that was very nerve-wracking. It's funny, whenever you speak about something that you know a lot about and no one else does, Mm-hmm. You're, you, nobody can really criticize what you're saying because they don't know it. So if I'm going to give a medical talk to the community, I'm giving them a service. I'm hopefully empowering them, giving them knowledge and education. But if I'm giving a lecture to my peers, which is what I did in Boston, it was a national conference. I think there was like 10,000 people in there. And we were just kind of doing, um, it was like a round table, but we each took a turn getting up for 10 to 15 minutes to talk about some research we were doing. And I mean, these are the people that are in the journals that teach you. And so there you, <laughs> you can't, you can't fool them. They knew a little bit about it. <laughs> they know a little bit about it. And, uh, but of course the feeling of when it was done and, you know, everybody's there, they want to hear what you have to say, you know? And so I guess, like you said, if you look at it, like I'm going to be giving something positive, then maybe you can turn that anxious energy into like an excitement. And that's something I've, I still work on, but you know, just trying to be excited about the fact that you're going to be giving some value and hopefully the people will be able to, to receive something from that. Well, I've had the opportunity of hear Craig speak about, um, his specialty, um, here in Lake Charles on a couple of occasions. And I gotta say, he killed it every time Uh-oh. and he was hyped. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, going not back, overly, <laughs> but it was his perfect. I don't know. Well, that's, that's interesting. We're talking about other times we've been scared. Uh, I was fortunate enough to be on a retreat with these two awesome guys one weekend, and I was able to give a little speech or a little testimony, but oh, yeah. it was much more personal. And I'll be honest with you, I said no to that thing up until the end, just because it's, you know, you're getting up there and it's not talking about a job or a medical terminology. It's kind of, you know, having giving a testimony and, and hoping that you do it right. And uh, finally, under the arm twisting of some of my um, teammates I did it and it was awesome and I enjoyed doing it and, and I think it, it touched some people so at the end of the day it was a cool experience yep that was another really great one 
It was very impactful. Um, I, I was really proud of you for doing it. And I, I would say that's kind of almost the same thing here. I think it's a podcast that's developed for us. Hopefully our listeners could attest to it. We've, we've started to let down our guards a little bit, talk more about ourselves, our own personal struggles, things that we've encountered in our lives. But I myself can say personally, when we, when we first started out, I was like, mm, I don't know how much I want to delve in. And I think Craig and I were having this <laughs> conversation ourselves. But to really, uh, you know, be able to speak about these things you have to have gone through some of them or be willing to look at your own faults, failures, et cetera, in life too. Have y'all ever taken like a leap of faith, like an action, like change, like a life change or a different direction in life that you were fearful of, but maybe thought, you know, him and hauled about it and then eventually said, I'm doing it. I'm just curious if. Hi, Doug. Well, <laughs> I mean, maybe not. A couple I mean, things, yes. A couple of things. Let's a couple talk things about come some to... personal fears we faced, uh, Matt. How we overcame them. A couple of things come to my mind, and I'm thinking, man, I don't really know where to go with that. But I was just saying, hey, you got to let your guard down some a little bit in life. Two things come. First to mind is when I've changed jobs. That was pretty significant. I was right out of um, law school, like six months out, and changed jobs, went out on a limb with no clients. And it was a, a real leap of faith for me. And then secondarily, a lot of the Lake Charles folks know, probably not a lot of the listeners, I did one of the uh, more, at the time, rougher times in my life, but also one of the best times in my life is whenever I, I went through a divorce at a young age and it was very difficult for me. Not that I was like, oh, boom, I want to go do this. It took me a couple of years worth of uh, convincing to get to that point or talking to my um, priest and uh, some self-look within because... There's a lot of different emotions, which another time or day maybe for some of that. But it was something that I was scared of. I truly was. My number one fear um, was toggled around the same goal I have in life, which is eternal happiness. Yeah. And I was very scared that if I went through a divorce, I would not get to heaven in some way. Um, I mean, the Bible's pretty black and white saying if you divorce and remarry, you commit adultery. And I was, it was extreme struggle for me because. I was scared. I was in a lot of fear about wanting to get to heaven. And it took me a lot of, a long time of understanding and, and, um, you know, feelings within myself and the Lord to, to get to that place. But I sit here today, years later saying, man, um, it has shaped me as into the person I am today. I got to learn a lot of, a lot of things about humility, which is a topic I'd like to talk about someday on the cast, but it did, it, it really shaped me and, and put me in a, a wonderful place in life that God's plan that I'm still trying to see what the path is, but it's taught me a lot and probably would not be sitting here today on this podcast, but for that, uh, because it's a big reason for those notepads and some of my deep inner thoughts and, and wanted to talk and help others through some of the lessons that I've learned in life. Yeah. And during this time is whenever I met our dear hot dog here and it wasn't a decision that he took lightly. It was something that he was deeply concerned about, um, from, um, ending a marriage standpoint of view, and then also eternal happiness. And he and I had a lot of conversations um, about a bunch of different things along those lines. Um, and that was the first time I'd met him. Yeah, it was like second. <laughs> first or second time. So it was like pretty quick. We got, time, in, dude, we got into year. it pretty quick. But it was something yeah. that I could definitely see that he was struggling with and uh, certainly was taking the situation that he was in extremely seriously and trying to do the best thing that he could for himself and his eternal salvation. That's beautiful, Matt. It's interesting that a lot of those fears that we face are um, in relationships, whether it's 
relationship with a friend, a loved one, a group of people, maybe you're part of a team or some situation where there's a connection there, there's a history there, there's, you know, there's, God, whose feelings am I going to hurt? Who's going to be disappointed? What's going to be the outcome of this? But deep in your heart, knowing that it's not God's will for you to be in that situation and, and, and just having the heartstrings tugged in a million directions mm-hmm. about, you know, this is what I know my heart tells me I need to do, or I need to go this certain way, but all these other things pulling you back and then having the faith and courage to, to discern that and, and follow God's will for you. And then at the end of the day, knowing that that was the best decision that could have happened at that time because because um, you prayed about it and you, you gave it that discernment but you know life's different now and it's awesome yeah and, and i think that that is a, a hard thing to do to discern god's will discern your place it's something that i feel is a one of the ultimate callings or things to try to figure out in life and i think that um it did it taught me so much um but at the same time i was i was truly fearful I, there was a lot of sadness guilt a lot of things going through my mind but i was fear of eternal happiness i was fear of what people think this is straight lace matthew like there was a lot of those things that have gone through my head but as i have and i was living in some prism of matthew world here um which i still tend to live in a a lot of my time um but you go and you look around something like you know the axe retreats and just get a little older and you see life that it's kind of part of the thing, and that's why I like to say a lot, we all have our crosses to bear in life. We all have our things. And that, what one person's cross and another person's are, are two different things. But I also think when you're in those situations of fear, they're opportunity. You can see it as a, as a pessimistic thing. You can let it control you. You can let the fear control you. You can let your life uh, be controlled by it and, and not live it to your abilities. Or you can see it as an opportunity for growth. Um, because I truly think when you get those opportunity of gro- opportunities to grow, you're getting to fulfill some of your purposes in life. For sure. And it's almost like sometimes you get in certain positions because um, the direction you took was either uh, you're following the crowd or you're doing, you just don't have the knowledge and expertise of life to really know how to discern decisions. And you find yourself in a situation where you're like, uh-oh, this isn't really working for me. You know, I was... And it's a kind of a different situation. I remember in high school, I was I played football, right? I was mm-hmm. 240 pounds. I was a lineman. I was a big guy, you know? And the linemen were always just kind of the, the linemen, right? You just kind of run around and lift heavy weights and play football, you know? <laughs> and so, uh, but at the same time, it wasn't who I was, so to speak. I was playing football because I was a big guy. I, I could lift a lot of weights, but I wasn't, I enjoyed the sport, but I enjoyed it more if I was playing in the front yard with my friends. I didn't just want to sit on the line and just push people around. I wanted to mm-hmm. catch balls and throw balls and, you know, and I couldn't, it just, it was some kind of heaviness that it just wasn't who I was. Um, I was there because my, one of my cousins was a coach in middle school, told me, hey, you're playing football. You're a big guy. Like, yeah, yeah, I am. I'm going to play football. And I was good at it, but wasn't happy and it just led to a lot of sadness because I didn't feel like physically I was you know attractive the way I, I didn't feel I wasn't happy with my body I wasn't happy with man my grades were subpar um there was just a heaviness and so the what I faced was all right to change who I'm going to be to lose the weight I want to lose I can't be a lineman anymore you know and I'm gonna have to walk away from this and uh what comes from that well you're in high school playing football and you walk away from that I mean you're at the peak of you know peer pressure and social criticism and all right. these things. And, you know, I did it. And the funny thing is everybody was like totally cool with it. Maybe cause I was just a nice person, but you know, ended up losing the 50 or 60 pounds, got in great shape, you know, and then that empowered me to study hard made good grades, 
took the homecoming queen to prom. I mean, I did all the, like everything changed. Like that one single event changed the entire direction of my life. Just having that courage and faith and just not really knowing what was going to happen, but knowing was what I needed to do to be my true self, you know? And so then I was, it's like cloud nine. And so making those big major shifts sometimes as scary as they can be, could be the beginning of a beautiful thing. Yeah, he took that original fear uh, of changing the situation that he was in and turned into the beast master. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. He dropped the beast master. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, that was revealed in one of the earlier episodes oh, by yeah, uh, one right. of his longtime friends. Um, I think that was on the episode Envision. Yeah. yeah. With Eric. With Avery. Uh, <laughs> you'll have to listen to it to get the story. <laughs> you know, I think that that's pretty neat, too. That's something... I can relate to Craig and I can't wait to hear John's story of fear here next, but is being able to, you get to the other side and you're like, man, my friends still like me. Family still likes me. All those things like you were kind of concerned about. I had some of the same things, um, not looked at differently, maybe be admired in some ways for certain things, you know? So I think it's pretty, pretty neat when you do overcome it, there's, there's fruits, but it's being able to take, and you've talked a lot about this, that first step, to do something. Good point, hot dog. Johnny boy, what you got for us, man? Well, uh, I thought it was pretty obvious. You know, I'm married. I've been married for four years now. And, um, you know, like all other married men, I'm scared of my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Wallace. <laughs> okay. I mean, I'm just joking. Most of the time. <laughs> no, she's wonderful. Um, you know, for me, the opportunities that I talked about, uh, I wasn't a huge fan of public speaking. So uh, whenever I got out of school and graduated and I had to build a practice, one of, the be- one of the easier ways to do that is to go to opportunities when they present themselves to uh, talk about what you do. So uh, I was invited to go talk to different youth groups, go talk to students in uh, biology class, um, I went and did ergonomic talks at, uh, some of the plants where they, some of my patients were in the, uh, HR department and they said, Oh, we need a safety talk. Will you come and talk to a hundred people? So I put myself in, uh, some of those uncomfortable positions, but those things were easier for me because I'm the master in the room of that knowledge of what they need to do, biomechanics at the back. So it was a lot easier to, uh, step into that role and, um, you know, be able to do that in a more comfortable level. Now, whenever I get up and started doing it, you know, speaking in front of a uh, hundred people or so, you know, my heart races, get a little excited. I don't really know if it's nervous or uh, just getting a little hype before you get started. But um, I've never had an opportunity where I started the action and that didn't subside and I end up enjoying the uh, interaction whenever it goes, goes down. You know, one of the... Another story I'd like to bring up, um, and a lot of people have a fear of needles. Sorry, CC, I'm going to bring this up. <laughs> but whenever I was in college, um, I lived with one of my brothers, which I can't say his name. He asked me not to talk about him. Oh, what a shame. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, a lot of people have fear, a fear of needles, and he, he was going through nursing school, and they were wanting to practice starting IVs and other things like that. So he came home and said, hey, um, let, me, let me practice starting IVs on you. Me and a couple of my buddies, I'm like, all right, I don't care. So they 
poked me, prodded me. I was bruised all over the place. And, you know, the trade-off was he's like, hey, you're going to be starting chiropractic college in a couple years. You can practice on me. You know, you can do this stuff. I'm like, okay, deal. So after about two weeks, I finally was like, man, I think some of these might be getting infected. Y'all got to gotta stop. My hand hurts, all this. So we go through school. I move away to Texas, go to school, and we're going through some of the different techniques that we're learning. And I found one perfect in order to um, repay on the, <laughs> the debt he owed me. So we were learning how to do the internal coccyx manipulation. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. So for those of you who don't know, it, oh. the coccyx is the uh, bone at the base of the pelvis. And the way that you access that would be entering through the rectum in order to <laughs> manipulate <laughs> manipulate that vertebrae. He rene- not surprise me you picked that. He reneged on that deal. Oh, come on. <laughs> You know, anyway, that was just a a funny example of, uh, one of the common things that people do have fears about that, uh, I made a deal with and, uh, my brother reneged. Oh man. Come on now. That's not going to lie. I don't like needles either. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I saw the, uh, picture of you whenever you were getting your blood drawn. Okay. Hold on. Yeah. I said that to Kata the other night. All right. Since we're on the topic, we're sitting here with a guy who gives shots and sitting here with a guy who can do manipulations. Matt, would you rather... (laughs) Get injected by a three-inch needle or have your tailbone manipulated through your rectum. <laughs> there is a zero doubt of a goal with Craig. <laughs> For a multitude of reasons. Not just one. That's a real thing, though. Uh, chronic tailbone pain, that, yeah. that can really help them. So I, I always... Always like when I send people or consider that I do shots for that, but I always like think, ah, I don't know, <laughs> but it, it really helps them. So anyway, <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. What about, um, Craig, I think you had mentioned this when we were chatting about it and I thought it was a good point. Those inner voices in your head that you hear from time to time, whenever you do have fear, that could be, um, Second guessing whether you're good enough or something. I could equate that to when I was playing baseball, you know, going up to the box. Oh, man, am I really good enough to hit this guy? Or those voices in my head, oh, you can't do it. Uh, could be, you know, job, relationships, et cetera. But what do, y'all, what do y'all think about that? We all have those inner voices of maybe self-doubt. Could be the devil talking to you. Mm-hmm. What do y'all think about the inner voices in your head that you have to battle off? I think that that's definitely anytime I face fear, that's the first thing that happens is that voice starts talking. And, you know... It could be different things. You know, you're not good enough. Uh, they're going to laugh at you. You're going to die. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, what kind of activity are you what, doing, CC? Yeah, you know, those, all those voices. I'm just using extremes. But, you know, <laughs> I think, um, you know, and we've all gone through a lot and faced fears. And I think to some extent have some experience in how we've overcome those fears. So I guess it goes back to sort of the tools. Like, how, yeah. do, you, how do you answer that voice? And uh, one thing that I had heard was... You need to be more afraid of what life will be like if you don't follow through. Mm-hmm. So, like, if I'm scared of the situation, how scary will it be if I don't do it? You know, what will that outcome be? And so, kind of like um, turning it on itself, um, what's the price if I let this fear control me? And so, some people talk about like identifying it and kind of leaning into that anxiety instead of running from it, sort embrace of face it, it embrace it, yeah, like be in the moment of it. And, uh, you know, I have to. 
hey, I got to put my boy Tony in again. Like, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. T-Dog. Let's do T. So Tony has something called the rocking chair test. And it's basically what will you say when you're 85 years old on your rocking chair? Mm-hmm. And we've talked about this many times in different ways. You know, will I re- regret this? You know, imagining life on your deathbed. You know, at the end of the day, like Matt said many times, snap a finger, we're gone. So if this one little fear, you know, if I don't do it, I mean, I'm going to die anyway. And no one's going to remember anything. So why not face that and not have that regret you didn't do it? So maybe mm-hmm. just trying to, and it's also like training that muscle. You know, a lot of times they say, to Steve's point, giving talks, the more he talked, the more he gave speeches, the more comfortable he got, the more he flexed that muscle, so to speak. So then all of a sudden it wasn't <clears> as fearful, you know, and, uh, and it's one of the use it or lose it. Right. So if yeah, I don't give a absolutely. talk for a year or two and it comes up, it's like, Whoa, Hey now, but if I was doing it every week, like let's roll, you know? And yeah. so it's just kind of, what am I afraid of? Maybe I need to put myself in more of those situations, you know? I think it's great. You know, like you were saying, if you Take a second, you step back, and you evaluate uh, how valid is this voice speaking to me? Is it something that I will be in clear and present danger, or is this uh, an unreasonable fear? And if you look at it objectively, you know, more often than not, you can make the decision of, okay, this is just unreasonable. Um, I can do this task, whatever it may be, and then follow through with whatever you need to do to accomplish it. Absolutely, uh, CC. I agree in totality. I wrote down, I have. Mm, a through H and tools to oh. to get yourself overcoming fear, which we can hop into some. But that nice. is one of my my things on the list. Is yeah, one day you are going to look back, but it can't all change in the snap of the finger. What if the day you were looking back is today? You're not guaranteed tomorrow. It could be today, and whatever you're facing, whatever that fear is, maybe try to look at it in that light. That's something that I personally try to do, and I do like to embrace mm-hmm. the feel, the fear. It's not a whole lot of fun. Um, but if you do and kind of lean into it, like you said, I think that you will be better off doing it rather than not doing it. Simple example. I actually told both of y'all about this A little shout out to the fully alive people here in Chuck Vegas. Um, they have a, uh, it's like a adoration and confession night at the church. Heard about this thing for a long time, like probably two years Joined the group. Hadn't gone. Why? Don't know anybody in it. Well, like two, three people. Don't know anybody in, anybody in it. Don't know what's going on. Yada, yada, yada. For the longest time, things have been kind of getting to me a little bit. Man, I should go. I probably would really like this. Oh, man, I don't know. I got something better I could do tonight. You come up with the distractions, right? That's another thing that can lead you away to, to facing your fears. You'll just distract yourself. And I finally decided to go. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to go. I'm going to go for 30 minutes. That was the plan. I'm going to be in there 30 minutes, and I'm out. I'm going to get there a little late. Leave before it's over. <laughs> Don't have to talk to anybody. <laughs> He's going to avoid all other human contact. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. And I wound up going, and I'm sitting there, and I was like the last person to leave. Close the thing down. I'm like, golly. It's, but it's a simple example of it took me a long time, and I'm thinking, man, I should have been doing this for a while. Almost to the point of like, man, I regret not. But at the same time, glad I finally faced that, which would be a menial fear in a lot of ways, but like the fear of, man, I could do something else. I'm not going to know anybody. This might not be any good. All those voices you're talking about. Absolutely. So I had to embrace it a little bit. And you talked about the devil. Um, I'm going to quote Yoda. <laughs> Yoda's the Yoda. devil? No, well, Yoda has a quote. That Coming he, out hot today. <laughs> he mentions the devil. And it is the devil, I think, a lot of times, those yeah. uh, the fears. But it's, uh, Yoda, Yoda says, fear is, the path to th- oh, fear is the path to the dark side. <laughs> fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. And hate leads to suffering. 
So I think a lot of times, and it's interesting. So fear is the path of the dark side. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate, and hate leads to suffering. That was Yoda. I thought that was kind of cool. But a lot of times, I think anger, the root cause of anger is fear, right? People get real aggressive and real angry. It's because they're scared of something. They're scared mm-hmm. of this perceived threat um, to their to their livelihood, or really at the end of the day, to their to their ego, perhaps. Um, so that was just kind of interesting. Um, and you talked about putting yourself out there. A lot of times, the very fear. Um, that you you know it's holding you back is the gift that the world needs to see mm-hmm. it's a gift you have to give so um you know putting yourself out there and going to that event at the end of the day people need to meet hot dog right mm-hmm. hot dog needs to meet people and it's <laughs> oh, gonna <yeah>. be awesome <laughs> well yeah your story brought up something uh hot dog i think i got a new catchphrase for you if you want to hear it hot dog hustle bro <laughs> <laughs> that one's i came up with that one a long time ago face the fury I don't mind that. That could work. It's better than Fly Happenings. Dude, Fly Happenings is a domain that's been owned that all these little things are going to go into it like Fly Happiness. But uh, to Craig's point, I think he's right that uh, a lot of times whenever you're feeling self-conscious or unsure of yourself about certain things, that's definitely an opportunity for the the devil to kind of seek in, uh, seep in and look for an opportunity to poke and prod at you to tell you, you know, you're not good enough. You can't do this. Um, you know, people are going to make fun of you. So, um, going back to what I said earlier, you know, evaluating, okay, is this safe? Can I do this? Do I have the knowledge and capability to follow through with, to try to discern where those fears are coming from? Absolutely. I was, uh, if you guys haven't heard the podcast from last, uh, the one with Mickey Smith Jr., mm-hmm. it's pretty awesome. The guys sitting here are the ones who recorded it. Yep. And Very uh, fly, there was a lot of conversation about maybe not having all the answers, just answering the call. That was one of his mm-hmm. quotes. Or we're designed to be active in doing something. Uh, Dale Carnegie is a big motivational guy and, and leader, teaches leadership. And he had a saying, uh, inaction breeds doubt and fear. Um, action breeds confidence and courage. If you want to conquer fear... Do not sit home and think about it. Go out and get busy. And so you think about your, your emotions. The word motion is an emotion. So, when you, you know, less motion, less emotion. Mm-hmm. Increased motion, increased emotions. And so this is a CC quote. I just made this up. All but right. I think it makes All sense. right. I um, love CC quotes. To, you know, in order to overcome fear, you need to move your body and move your soul once a day. So... That means it's like every day, just, just move, right? Go for a mm-hmm. walk, work out, just get your blood flowing. And then moving your soul goes back to what Matt's re- referenced, having quiet time, adoration, prayer. I think whenever you connect with God, you move that soul, you ask him for his guidance, you move your body. You, you got, you're, you're too up on fear at that point. And it's hard to have that stand in your way because your body's in action, but you've also got you know, God on your side. Yeah, and I think that's awesome, Craig. Beautiful quote. And I love it. I thought it was kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> I can sense the proud coming out over there, dude. I got to tell myself that sometimes. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we all do from time to time. And I think if you can, if you are the aggressor against the fear, whatever it is, you're, you're that much better off to conquer it and not let it control you. Because the longer you do sit there and think about it, dwell on it, not do it, the harder it is going to eventually be to overcome. Absolutely. And, you know, we, we all we, we share these insights 
And it's funny because I'll, I'll say something on the cast and April's like, did you ever hear yourself talk? Maybe you need to listen to it. You know, <laughs> I have gotten that at home. You know? also. <laughs> and so, it, it, and it's because yes, we, we're all going to be constantly fed, um, different insights and guidance. It's just, you know, it's taking the action. It's doing it consistently. Even as we give this podcast, we, we, we have to answer these questions every day with ourselves. And it's, it's, we're not perfect either, but we try to be, and we try to grow and get stronger. And so, you know, surrounding yourself, I think with, um, surrounding yourself with like-minded people and surrounding yourself with people who will help you raise your standards and empower you, I think is another good strategy for overcoming fear because, you know, I can call Steve or hot dog or one of my other great friends or family members and say, Hey, I'm struggling with this. I'm fearful. I don't know what to do. And you, you got, we always got somebody there who's going to love you and give you guidance. So, um, I think that's important. You know, we, we, we try to help and share, and sometimes we have to, you know, take our own medicine and, and listen, but it's just good to make those notes and try to always improve. Yeah, I think that's true. You got, got to practice what we preach, so to speak. Uh, I think we've all either heard that or uh, told ourselves <laughs> that since being on the cast. And, and one of the tools I like is the old, but why? I know it keeps- <laughs> Harry goes again. Sorry, Lady J. Sorry. <laughs> I know it keeps coming up, but, but seriously, like, why are you afraid? What is that fear? What's going to happen? Why is it so bad? And I think if you can do that and simplify it down to its, you know, the core reasons as to why you have a better chance to try to start overcoming the fear. Absolutely. Well, again, I looked at the uh, catechism, so I have something else I'm going to bring up from there, and it is fortitude. Um, It said, the virtue of fortitude enables one to conquer fear, even fear of death, and to face trials and persecutions. It It disposes one to even renounce and sacrifice his life in defense of a just cause. The Lord is my strength and my song. In the world, you have tribulations, but be a good cheer, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> Word, brother. <laughs> that's awesome. No, I think that's really good, John. I'm glad to see you getting more into that sphere of the words. Um, I think that's true. And I think what I was thinking when you were reading that, you know, if you, you do look in the Bible and study the Bible a lot, it is a, there's a lot in there about overcoming fear, about there being trials and tribulations in life. It, it is part of the process, part of the plan. Um, uh, because if we didn't, what would be the point of eternal salvation, eternal happiness? Um, and I want to follow it up with a little Psalm 34, 4 action, which says, I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. That's awesome. So what kind of fear are you having these days, hot dog? I feel like I've gone into a lot of my (laughs) personal things. What fears do I have these days? It's probably um, what Craig kind of mentioned a little bit early on, and that is I have that fear of missing out situation a little bit on life. I want to make sure that... You got the FOMO? Uh, yeah, bro. I want to make sure that I experience life. And I, I personally struggle with, I do, I have a great job. I've been blessed. A lot of wonderful clients, restaurant happenings, the cast. But I find myself, there's a lot of times I'm always seeking or wanting to do more, wanting to do something else, finding that like balance to be complacent. But I do, I have a genuine fear of like, man, God gave me these talents and you get out there and use them. And if not saying I'm retiring tomorrow by any means from the law world, not retiring in general, but like at some point I probably won't be practicing law down the, down the hill. And I say that a lot. I don't want to look up one day and I've been doing the same thing over and over again. I want to go experience something else because when I do turn around and look back, 
I do truly believe it. I hear it all the time. I always think about Dr. Heinen with it. It's not about those material things. It's, it's about the experiences, the people, the relationships um, that you make and meet along the way. So my, my probably biggest fear and things that, thing that drives me is to make sure that I experience. Don't just sit and look. Like I say, when I pray at night, I, I go through all the things I could have done better with, but all the things that happened in my day, and I really enjoy it when I can look back and be like, man, that was purposeful, that was meaningful, it was a cool experience, whatever that may be. It doesn't have to be some awesome trip. It literally could be going and watch the sun go down, something as simple as that, but not just I sat there and watched TV for four hours kind of thing. What about you, John? Well, I guess most of the things that uh, dominate my life at this point in time is child raising, so... Uh, anyone who has children, you know, there's every day there are tremendous amount of joy, but there's also a tremendous amount of responsibility that's required. Uh, you know, having a teenager uh, comes with extra, extra responsibility, extra stress, extra um, things to be concerned about, you know, or are we making the right decisions for him in the future to help him be a productive, um, you know, happy person. Um, you know, one of the things that we fight with on a daily basis for him is, um, um, technology. You know, he's been after us for a long time to get Snapchat. Oh, um, biscuit and Snapchat. <laughs> so that's, you know, that's been something that, um, we talk about a lot. He wants, he asks us just about every single day. Um, and I'd been telling him, you know, if you can get Father Michael, Uncle Father Michael, to agree to let you use Snapchat, you can get it. So it was interesting. We had a discussion with Uncle Father Michael uh, last weekend. Um, he did not get it. <laughs> <laughs> he did not get Snapchat, uh, final answer. Um, but it, it's interesting trying to relate and get um, people of that age to understand, comprehend the dangers of what's available once you open that box, uh, which is kind of the, the route that mm. my brother took, um, to say, okay, how will this improve your life? Um, what are the pitfalls that you see happening if you start using this? Um, but being 14, there's not a whole lot of, uh, FTB is trying quality really communication that, uh, <laughs> goes through, but Anyway, it's those are those are things that uh, I worry about. I'm concerned about because we're in the trenches right now, dealing with it. Maybe I should have like a once a week chat with Craig Graham. He's already on the back end of it. He's already had all <laughs> oh, yeah. of the wisdom. Oh man, what well, kind of goes? We're talking about those fears of being a good parent. You know, did I do the right thing? And like Matt said, you know, there's so much to give and contribute and grow. And at the end of the day, when we pass, what what did we leave behind? Whose lives did we touch? Who did we impact? Whether it's our community, our family, our friends, our children, our, our spouse. And that's interesting because, you know, we shouldn't fear death um, if we're right with the Lord. And he's always there for us. So if you've if spent your life giving at that level, I think that you're always going to be open to whatever life throws at you. Because even if it's death, then if you have this sort of fearless approach to life because you've you've done what you've been called to do, I think that's pretty awesome and just uh, gives you that true fulfillment while you're here on this earth. Boy, brother, completely agree. All right, guys, it's been a great topic today on uh, fear. Really enjoyed it. We're going to roll our ways into the weekly segment of what made you hit the gas and what made you pump the brakes. And we will kick it over to Johnny Boy on some gas action. <laughs> 
Well, really, I had no idea. <laughs> anyway, um, on August 8th is my parents' 50th uh, wedding anniversary. So oh, wow. I just want to take the opportunity to congratulate my parents um, on that achievement. You know, I've got a bunch of marriage wisdom now with my four years in. So I know it's um, something that's takes work. It takes effort. It takes um, a whole lot of give and take in that aspect. So for something for people to achieve that 50 years, uh, 11 children, 31 grandchildren, it's just um, it's, it's it's an amazing thing to see that um, you don't see every day. Um, and I, I have an, an opportunity, I'm sure Craig does too, to interact with some of these people that I see in my office. And it's always interesting just to see what kind of things um, – worked for people so you know it wasn't easy i know with all of uh, my siblings i was practically an angel um but other than that that was my first thought god bless y'all <laughs> man god bless you mama and papa caraway well i think yes. that's why they had 11 i mean i was the fifth and after that they were like oh goodness can we get one more just like him no i think they were like pick and only go up from here <laughs> either way i just wanted to give a shout out to my parents for their 50th wedding wedding anniversary um so that's so awesome! Yeah, congratulations! Congratulations! Hey. Well, man, let's see. You, you're you're uh, you're hitting gas, Matt. <laughs> Matt, you got any gas? You, or you, you got some gonna, gas? You got some brake pump? You gonna tap the brakes again? Yeah, tap tap the brakes. Tap 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 a room. I'm gonna hit the brakes. And really, two things came to mind. I'm gonna kind of keep this short so we can wrap this up. But that is first, Craig. Some shocking thing happened here. You know, we've been friends. Been friends with both y'all for a long time. Greg's invited me over to his lovely house many, many times in the night hour, in the dark. John, on the other hand, once I can recall in like four or five years. And I almost fell over the other day. I think it was out of sympathy because all my people were out of town. It was. I was worried about your welfare. Yeah, I was worried. <laughs> and he invited me over to dinner. And oh, wow. so it really made me stop for a second. I literally looked outside and I was like, is it freezing over out there? What's going on? Well, what happened was I, I talked to I him on the phone. I was third wheel invited is what happened, but I was still there. <laughs> I happened to speak to uh, the hot dog man of Lake Charles on the phone that day, and uh, he told me that his Lady J uh, was out of town, and um, I think maybe the Brashears had been out of town, and he was not invited over to Craig Green's the night before. The, he'd gone to Craig's the night before, <laughs> and I was like, well, <laughs> hot dog, what are you going to do for food? What are you going to eat? <laughs> I wasn't sure he was going to make it through the night. So anyway, I said, okay, <laughs> let's get him over. Let's make sure that he gets fed and makes it through another night. You know, I know he's got to eat every 45 minutes. So I didn't want him to run low on fuel and kick the bucket early. That's what it took, man. Had to push him <laughs> to the freaking awesome. bridge. Had to put him in some fear. No, it was, hey, great. it was a great night. Honestly, it was a good time. So how did you like having that uh, cauliflower again for the second time? It was great. Risotto <laughs> was very fly too. Yep. Um, it was a good meal. Very good meal. The second quick thing I wanted to hit on was I was supposed to be out of town talking along on that on the trip with uh, the McGlathery clan with the Florida. Wound up not going. So I had taken off time on my calendar, the time off. Um, and my dog, I, I didn't go because Reese had a very significant neck surgery. I uh, didn't want to leave her behind. I was only going to be able to go for a couple days. Had a couple things going on today we, I had to be back for. So I wound up staying and I just took completely the time off of work. And had like some downtime, Chuck Vegas time. I went to adoration every day. 
read books, went on a walk, disconnected from work, disconnected from my phone. Probably, the, I think the first time I've ever done that. Even when I've traveled, I've checked in at least once a day. And um, it was great. It was weird. It was like time stopped. I felt like a whole week passed and it was two days. I was like, wow. I even thought the podcast came out a day before it was supposed to come out. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> true. Dude, texting poor bro lady. Bro lady, yeah. where's our episode? Put it out right now. <laughs> I was worried for Mickey's episode not getting out there for the people. That's true. But uh, no, it was great. It was a good refresher. It was something that I honestly am now like, you know what? Uh, I'm going to try to incorporate that into my lifestyle once a month. Just take a complete day or half a day for like some personal care mental care whatever you want to call that it was a good time maybe get a haircut or... that's awesome hair's still rocking i keep asking people <laughs> and they keep telling me you should leave the hair and so here it is i'm now running with a freaking uh you're about to catch steve i don't know yeah. it's getting it's creeping it's I don't like know. a I race still feel like i gotta go ways to go it's it's got a little ways but it's it's on its way it's there what y'all think leave or cut let it grow bro i say y'all shoot for the same haircut it's <laughs> Well, you got a long way to go because I'm not cutting mine for another year. Nothing. Uh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it would be a long way to go. Well, that's normally what I do. I go yes. in and get my hair cut once a year. I walk in and tell the lady, just shave it all off, and she tells me to leave. Uh, <laughs> she won't ever do it. Uh, shout out to Kaylee. Um, she's like, I don't want anybody to know that I did that to your hair. You got great hair. <laughs> that's awesome. Get out. <laughs> I didn't even realize I had hair that's like this on my head. I don't know the last time it's been this long. <laughs> What did you think was on your head? <laughs> Anyways, look, guys, we appreciate everyone tuning in today, <laughs> today to the uh, to the podcast, and I'll leave you with a little Isaiah forty one ten action, and that is, so do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And look, we, uh, we challenge y'all, everyone out there, we all have fears, etc. Use some of the tools we talked about and um, tell us, maybe hit us up on the social media platforms. Tell us sometimes that you've overcome a fear in your life. And until next time, we'll catch you later. Aye. Hey, y'all. If you've been enjoying picking up what we've been laying down, subscribe and never miss an episode. Find us on social media and let us know who's driving your car this week. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Who's Driving Your Car Podcast. Perfect timing, sun is shining, nothing more I need. Yeah. If you feel like this your best life, won't you sing with me?